Hi everyone, uh, just taking a uh, bit of time today to talk a bit more about me. Uh, not my favourite subject, I, I love to talk more about the people that I'm uh, working with, seeing conversations I'm having, but felt it was really important to um, just let everyone know who is interested in winning Beyond Game Day, uh, what my path has been to this point. Uh, and so yeah, just sharing a little bit more about me. Uh, and I'm going to rewind uh, back until uh, coming out of a sport and recreation degree at Auckland University of Technology. So that was uh, 2004, was my fourth, was my third year um, in sport and rec. And as part of that degree program, uh, we had to do a, a industry placement, a full year cooperative work experience placement. And I got mine at um, the biggest high performance training centre in New Zealand, the Millennium Institute of Sport and Health. And it was with a very new long-term athlete development LTAD program that launched at the start of 2004. So I was working with a great guy, Paul McKinnon, uh, as he brought this program to New Zealand, first of its kind. And I was there as the placement student, the, um, yeah, just helping and, learning and applying some of the things that I had learned in my sport and recreation degree. And the interesting um, thing that happened in this year was that Paul actually left the organisation uh, quite early on uh, in July. And so what fortunately happened for me was they asked if I would work um, leading the programme in uh, the second half of the year uh, while I also completed my um, work experience hours in the organisation at the same time. So such a cool um, opportunity. I worked my tail off, passed all my papers, uh, tried to uh, lead this first of its kind programme in New Zealand and was absolutely lapping up being part of the Millennium Institute environment. So uh, at the facility, it was the home to many uh, sports organisations, uh, training venue for professional teams, um, High Performance Sport New Zealand was based there, and the Millennium Institute organisation itself. Uh, CEO Mike Stanley was an Olympian, and my um, boss, Nigel Avery, was a Commonwealth Games medalist. So what a grounding for me coming straight out of uh, university and into uh, sporting environments such as that. So that was fantastic. And I stayed at Millennium for six years, um, heading up LTAD, uh, learning more about, specifically about, about young athletes, about transitions into performance sport, um, and uh, would sit around office tables with um, super experienced coaches. Russ Hoggard comes to mind uh, with Bayes Athletics talking about um, athlete development and, and players, uh, young athletes playing across codes. Uh, we were able to do PD sessions with the um, New Zealand men's uh, weightlifting coach, teaching us about you know, how, to, how to lift and how to teach lifting with broomsticks um, and how to introduce young people into some of the fundamental <laughs> movement patterns that eventually lead to being a a really well-rounded athlete and I just <laughs> I couldn't speak highly enough I was also 
bit of an eager beaver, um, spouting off everything I was learning and wanting to talk to everybody about um, this latest discovery and, and what the new research was saying and, and all that kind of thing. Um, I was I also met my now husband Gareth at in our degree and we were in the same class and got together after we both had left university. Uh, but he and I, during this time while we were dating and um, soon to be engaged, were learning together about youth conditioning, um, youth fitness, and what was really appropriate for young people because at that time all of the information was about adults and a little bit of a footnote at the bottom which would say what you shouldn't do with young people. So we, um, I guess propped up by the influences that we had in the sport environment of how to coach young people and um, athletes who were transitioning in that space, we went and rolled up our sleeves and tried to learn more about youth strength and conditioning and youth fitness. And uh, we connected with the International Youth Conditioning Association, um, traveled to Chicago and um, and really dove into what was appropriate. And the cool thing with that is that um, Gareth ended up becoming a youth fitness specialist through that company. And I was able to be um, on their expert panel, no advisory board, I think it was called, advisory board, um, reporting back on what the things that they were teaching and the relevance over here in New Zealand. So you can just imagine I would have been 22, 23 years old, uh, mostly in the mix to learn, but also excited to be able to contribute. Uh, what else happened in that time? The um, I got an opportunity to be part of Fitness New Zealand's uh, guidelines for children and exercise facilities. So another thing I put my hand up for thinking that I would be a junior in the group, and I was, uh, but was also able to help contribute into the writing of those guidelines. They, the kids and gyms guidelines, they termed um, casually, but yeah, that was another example of how um, invested we were in working out what's appropriate for young people. Uh, during this time too, I was also still playing netball and coaching netball at club level. So yeah, that was so, yeah, I look back very fondly on my time at Millennium and quite recently got to catch up with a few faces and that was really good. Uh, however, after six years there um, and really uh, wanting to dive into youth fitness more, Gareth and I actually left Millennium and set up our own business called Calypso Sports and Fitness and we uh, took a lease on the facility and, and set up our own training centre specifically for young people. So it wasn't just about athletes, it was uh, the, the mainstream population as well. And we had kids in there um, at all levels. We had, you know, from, um, from athletes pursuing junior national teams uh, to everyday kids who didn't like sport and whose parents really wanted them to get active um, still in the social setting. So we ran groups and classes and it was all functional movement, it was play and games and uh, yeah, right through to kids um, with mild dyspraxia and coordination challenges who were shy and obviously not very confident, um, who 
just would blossom and come out of the shell and uh, as we nurtured um, their movement skills as well as created a, a really social environment um, for them. So that was uh, a really rewarding time but a very challenging time because we were not <laughs> we were not business people and the business model that we tried to apply was flawed. We didn't get enough people um, through the door, so we were always chasing our tail with, um, with lease costs and overheads and ended up um, taking an opportunity to exit out of that um, facility so that we could be um, working in a mobile context, uh, which, yeah, wasn't fun at times, but we still... Uh, we still did a lot of good stuff. So again, um, it's a funny thing looking back to our days with um, We also, in that time, we were in magazines or in local newspapers. Um, we even <laughs> sponsored an award at Fitness Life New Zealand. Uh, and it was really cool because the feedback from the parents and the kids was that they didn't even really feel like they were training. Um, they were just having fun and running around and yet, they would say, oh my gosh, I'm much stronger, I'm fitter, I'm faster. And it was because of the way that um, we and Gareth, I think, drove this more because his, um, his expertise has always been more in the physical setting and I've worked more in the program leadership um, space. But with our kind of powers combined, uh, we used a lot of play games, multidimensional, multiplanar movements. Um, and focused on coordination, balance, and control without overcomplicating um, techniques and cues and, and making things too stressful and complicated. So again, that was our grounding in, uh, in this industry, um, in how to approach um, injuries and burnout and athlete loading was through our own experiences in sport as players and doing some coaching, but really um, heavily in athlete development and developing athleticism in that people. So as we um, as we moved out of moved out of the facility at Calypso Sports and Fitness and um, applied for two roles at the same time, or just very similar timing at Rangitoto College, which is the largest high school in New Zealand. Uh, and we, this is where we struck up a great relationship with Mick Watson, uh, Colin McMurtry and Nick White, who were also in the sports department there. So I was the high performance program uh, leader and Gareth was the strength and conditioning coach for the uh, high performance program. We changed that name really fast, but that's what it was called when we started. Um, and some of the sports teams and sport programs there. So again, we were <laughs> we stuck together and, uh, and went into the school environment. Uh, in addition to Gareth's time with the SNC there too, he was working um, for himself as a um, contractor with other sports organisations uh, at that time too. So he was... That was when he was involved with New Zealand football. So he was the strength and conditioning coach for the um, under-17 girls team uh, that went to the FIFA under-17 World Cup. So again, really cool um, experiences that he was then able to share back and, and we would uh, always bounce ideas and 
reflect what we still do. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And Rangitoto College, we had a great, um, a great lot of success there in the 18 months. It turned out that we were based there before I became pregnant with our eldest daughter Kalani and went on maternity leave. But in our time there, we um, changed the name to uh, be more, um, just not high performance because it's not high performance, it's a secondary school. Uh, and we had more of the actual um, higher performing or uh, regional and national athletes opt in uh, because of the changes we made. We were creative in the solutions that we were finding for athletes rather than just making everyone do, you know, fitness and nutrition and extra coaching. So when there were, when there was double ups, um, especially with the senior um, student athletes, we would um, work really creatively to, to find solutions for them that worked and the engagement was up and people had more of a sense of pride of being part of the program. Um, but because it was still an add-on program on top, there were definitely still things that we couldn't fix. Um, there were still mixed messages between what we were doing in the program and their regular sports teams. There was still uh, burnout from overloading. There was still injuries. And the insight into secondary school sport was, was new and provided a lot of challenges um, in terms of the priority that sport has within an environment, uh, an education institution, and uh, the layers and considerations around what the school and curriculum requirements are and students and training. Um, yeah, lots to learn. Uh, we enjoyed it and uh, I think we really contributed to making that, um, making opportunities for student athletes that helped them thrive too. So yes, as I mentioned already, uh, when on maternity leave and uh, Kalani was born in February 2012 and uh, Gareth was working as a strength and conditioning coach as a contractor. Um, and then we got this really crazy and cool opportunity to move to Bahrain in the Middle East uh, when Kalani was only five months old. And we kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, let's go see um, what this is all about. So uh, Craig Heslop, Tribal Fitness, um, another really awesome, innovative um, organisation who was working with expats and locals uh, in Bahrain was um, was a cool opportunity uh, that wasn't the right fit for us to stay for a long time. We missed home um, with the newborn and uh, and the way the cards fell uh, wasn't meant to be. However, we really enjoyed um, our time living in the Middle East, the cultural experiences and uh, seeing sport and um, fitness training in a private um, environment in, the, in another country was super cool. Uh, so in this time, um, when we came back home, we came back into Auckland and it was, I was still wearing mum hat uh, to Kalani and also um, 
while we were in this phase of Gareth doing strength and conditioning work for, he was doing PT work, but he was also still working with sports groups, including um, Sport New Zealand Pathway to Podium program, uh, Netball Northern under 21s who were uh, training towards the national title, and a, and a bunch of other um, private clients as well. Uh, Brady was born, our second uh, child, and I was doing the all that kind of admin and book work for Gareth's um, contracting that he was doing. And we started writing resources for youth fitness and youth strength and conditioning because we had we found coming back in that there was still a demand um, for for knowledge and for what's appropriate for young people. And so we just started creating little PDF resources, um, top 10 bodyweight strength exercises, team fitness sessions to last a season, uh, athletic workouts you can do with anywhere from one to 100 uh, athletes. And, uh, and yeah, so I was in kind of behind the scenes uh, while Gareth was out there doing the strength and conditioning coaching. And we had two little people at this stage. Uh, so that's around 2013, 2014, 2015. Brady was born New Year's Eve 2013. In 2014, 2015, um, Gareth was contracting. I also went back and did some um, short-term work at Auckland Nepal Centre um, while we were juggling you know, two little people. <laughs> so it was an interesting time that a lot of parents uh, will probably relate to. Uh, and and again, yeah, we got to, I really got interested in diving in and creating information and representing ideas in a way that was practical and um, usable for everyday people, everyday coaches, um, and not just more instruction on this one exercise and X's and O's and sets and reps was about how can we create um, activities and exercises and experiences for young people where they are part of this, where it's fun, where it's playful. Uh, now, being a self-employed <laughs> strength and conditioning coach uh, was really rewarding, but also really unpredictable. And uh, Gareth made the decision to retrain as a secondary school teacher to park um, the SNC coach hat for a while and retrain as a teacher, um, which I totally supported. And um, with two young preschool children, uh, having him go back to being a full time student and between the two of us doing a bit of part time work living in Auckland was just not a financial option. <laughs> it's really expensive to live in Auckland, those of you who don't know if anyone's watching this from overseas. So we essentially, what we did is we found out where else in the country you could study um, a postgraduate diploma in teaching, which is the one year course you needed to top up this uh, bachelor's degree qualification you already had, and um, marked them on the map and said, where should we go and live for a couple of years? And so we um, ended up moving to Tauranga, which is a beautiful uh, town in the Bay of Plenty of New Zealand and we moved there for two years. So the first year, Gareth was um, doing his study and second year working at Mount Monganui College as a PE teacher. Uh, and 
in my time there, I was still wearing um, the mum hat, still doing the admin and the accounts for the part-time contracting that we were able to do in and around studying and parenting. Uh, and in our second year there, I ventured back into uh, a into the workplace working part-time for Netball Waikato Bay of Plenty um, as a coach developer. So what I was doing was supporting netball centres and um, netball coaches in this um, systems and strategies around um, supporting coaches and also started um, in the process of being accredited through Netball New Zealand as a uh, accredited coach developer running the workshops and modules for coaches. And uh, it was nice to be able to bring my um, love of sport, I've played netball all the way through, with my knowledge that now was so rounded in, um, in athlete development and coaching and in program leadership and across a bunch of different codes back to the sport that I had played. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, the kids were at kindy, Kalani started school in our second year in Tauranga. Um, and I had be I had begun writing um, a longer resource around athlete development. So coming off the short PDF SNC um, resources that we had done in the youth fitness context, um, while I was stepped out of the workplace, I would whenever I would catch up with people for coffee um, or a next colleague or an ex-teammate that I played with and they would tell me what was happening in their sport it, I would just drive me crazy and I'd offer them lots of tips and, and ideas and help and people would encourage me you should write this down you know you know so much about athlete development you should write an athlete development book or something uh, so I started doing that and in my in the time that we were in Tauranga uh, from the first year to the second year it went from being called these athlete development book title, not too sure yet, uh, to in the second year, us, us coming up with the concept and the theme as the talent track. And the, uh, it was in our second year in Tauranga when I was able to be brave enough to show um, half a dozen people a first draft, uh, call Bernie Smini, who is an absolute legend in sport, in New Zealand and ask her that would she like to read the first draft and if she loved it would she do the forward um, to which she said yes and yes so that was very exciting uh, and I reconnected um, was doing some coaching at the local high school too so um, coming out of the life with newborns and and toddlers and two preschoolers into kids getting a bit older getting reconnected uh, in the industry and putting a lot of my um, summary thoughts on paper about what I had seen in sport and athletic development and the connections of this over-prioritization of talent and the ripple effect that that was having on injuries, well-being, um, burnout and also the success of sports organizations in terms of what their objectives were uh, and how the um, how the common approaches um, simply didn't make much sense. So uh, yeah, 
busy, late nights, kids are bed, working on the computer, um, getting ideas down, talking it through with Gareth, sending it out to clippets out to people and, and getting lots of feedback. So, oh gosh, I can hardly keep track. That was us, Tauranga, 2016, 2017. Um, and yes, I could have had plenty netball, working with Netball New Zealand as part of the National Coach Framework, Talent Trap. Oh, and I also did some work um, consulting with sports organisations and clubs in terms of uh, helping them just, uh, I guess, review and realign or refocus the programmes that they were running. And I really enjoyed um, doing that. So then 2018, we move back to Auckland. Um, I started a new role at Auckland Netball Centre as development manager. So uh, more hours than I was doing in Tauranga, quite a busy role leading player, coach and umpire development. Um, working really closely with the development programs officer and player welfare liaison, uh, who are just two fantastic ladies that I have learned uh, so much from. Um, and and yet yeah, really diving into development and systems and strategies across a, a really big uh, sports organisation um, that has tens of thousands of people come through um, nationally and the largest secondary school sport um, competition on site every weekend. We had three and a half thousand secondary schoolers come to play netball um, just a Saturday morning. So a really cool opportunity to stretch again, to um, understand sport at multiple levels, being on the front line, um, working with coaches, officials, um, umpires, and being a part of national initiatives um, and transitions from centre, at club and school level that I was working with through to um, regional programs and national programs. <sighs> And yeah, I've loved every minute of it. Uh, well, most minutes of it, because it's very busy and there's lots of um, people. But overall, yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool experience. Again, building on um, the application of the knowledge that I've had out of netball that's transferable across codes um, and being able to apply it to the sport that I came through um, my youth playing as well. And, and in being in a sports organisation like this, that's part of a um, national sporting organisation, has meant loads of cross-code development as well, working um, with people yeah, from different sporting codes and sharing and learning about what they're doing with coach and player development and how that could uh, work across learnings across to what we're doing in our sport. Uh, but again, giving me more of an understanding about the big picture of the sporting system. Um, the, the other thing that I started learning about when we were in Tauranga was about mindset and mental health and mental performance. And Gareth and I actually spent 10 days in Canada um, at a immersive, 10 days was the trip, four days at an immersive learning experience, learning about um, 
mindset and its impact on, on personal performance. And so following that, which I relished, um, in the last two years, I have done the uh, mindset specialist, um, what's it called, mindset level one and level two course with Eliminate Your Limits, uh, the organisation delivering that. And it's really also helped me connect the dots between what we're seeing on a physical and a practical level with um, how people's mindsets are impacting their decision making uh, and uh, resisting change and embracing change. And so uh, I'm really, really enjoying learning more about coaching people uh, through, uh, through making change and understanding how uh, the way we think is impacting our behaviours and circling that back to things that are causing havoc with the sports industry but also individual athletes um, when we can't just keep preaching at people what you must do, what you should do if we don't understand um, their perspectives and why their behaviours are presenting. Uh, also in the last two years, both kids are now at school, Gareth's teaching, um, and I was able to publish The Talent Trap last year, July 2019, in PDF and Kindle, uh, and the feedback about that has been staggering. Uh, I have been very humbled um, and proud uh, and excited about the type of feedback that's been coming in. People are reassured that oh, they knew, they thought something like this was on the right track and, and now they've been able to see it or excited or um, inspired that something now makes sense that seemed really complicated. So I'm super proud of, um, of that and will be continuing to um, push people's awareness of that book um, going forward. That brings us to 2020. Uh, where I have just recently changed this page to Tump Trap to um, Winning Beyond Game Day. I really, really am on a mission to give more direct help to athletes, um, to parents and to sports organisations, uh, helping them navigate things that are really challenging uh, and, and navigate silly things that are happening in the sports system that are unnecessary, uh, that I can offer different perspectives and different tools and different strategies to tackle. Um, I am, will be leaving Auckland Netball later on in this year um, and focusing on only beyond game day full time, which is a little bit scary and uh, a little bit exciting at the same time. Uh, obviously, I will. Um, Auckland Neville is a fantastic organisation and I have no doubt whatsoever that I will be staying connected with them um, and supporting projects that they are working on um, while we're just living here so close here in Auckland. Um, so yeah, that's me. That <laughs> seems like a lot in 15 years. Lots of change, lots of learnings, um, lots of growth. And I guess to wrap up this um, long <laughs> conversation with a camera and a microphone today, um, 
I guess I just wanted to identify the benefits that um, I have reaped in this time that will also go on to be really useful for people who um, I have the privilege of working with going forward and, um, and that I'm able to share just conversationally and um, through all these amazing social media platforms. And I think that the benefits of, of my journey over the past 15 years is that it's not been typical. It's been um, really varied and, and I have grown much more, um, grown to be much more adaptable and learned a lot more about persevering when things um, are changing. So those are skills that um, that are skills that people can learn, that I've learned, and that I can help other people learn. Uh, I really seek to add value to any environment that I'm in. Uh, I'm very people oriented. Um, people, people, people. Hit tangata, hit tangata, hit tangata. Uh, and I very much feel like if I'm going to help people, then we need to be in it together. Um, there's no uh, hierarchy or expert um, up on a pedestal approach from me. I, in fact, it drives me crazy. I can't stand people who, who pop themselves up on a pedestal and deliver, I know this and you don't know enough and you must listen to me because I'm so wonderful. That's not me at all. Um, I, we have, I bring no judgment uh, of where people are at on their journey. Uh, we've been flat broke and we've had um, good success. We've made plenty of mistakes and we've learnt more effective ways of, of tackling things. Uh, I am very aware to focus on context and I, I, don't, uh, I don't like copy and paste mentality. Uh, I don't like band-aid fixes over breaks. Um, I've seen the sports system from multiple perspectives and um, being involved in sports organisations, private enterprises, schools, clubs, sports organisations, national programmes. Uh, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of lenses on how sport works, on how athletes operate, on how um, so many things are impacting athlete injuries and athlete um, mental emotional well-being that direct solutions to injuries um, or mental skills classes simply won't cut it if we can't influence the environment that's creating um, the issues and if we can't support the athletes to um, navigate these and break down the mixed messages or the misguided messages that getting around what they should or have to do. Uh, that's a biggie for me. Um, I've also worn multiple hats myself. I was a competitive player, um, have coached, I've been a sports administrator um, and now worked in sport leadership. So I get it. I, I get the challenges that people have um, and I'm empathetic to those. Uh, so yeah, you you guys, anyone who wants to connect with me, you don't have to spend 15 years learning what I've learned. Um, I can share that with you much quicker. And I 
really look forward to um, to connecting with people more, helping people more broadly, and and yeah, thank you to everyone thus far who has been uh, listening and engaging with um, the messages I'm sharing and the help I'm trying to offer. So I catch you again soon, much longer than I expected, uh, but I hope it added value anyhow. Bye.